podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Stretford Paddock. My name is Joe, this is Jay, this is David and we are here for the Devils podcast. How the devils are you? I'm good, mate. It feels a bit nostalgic doing the Devils podcast. Yeah. It's obviously a, a, dev, a full-time Devils thing. And we've now moved over as Stratford Paddock. It's nice. We've evolved. Yeah, and we get to talk about all sorts of stuff coming up. We're going to talk about the Europa League draw. We're going to talk about Mason Greenwood, Paul Pogba, documentaries. There's a new trailer for the All or Nothing starring Tottenham Hotspur and their 15 managers they've had this season. So we're going to have a little chat about that coming up as well. First of all, David, how are you doing, mate? It's great to see you all. Actually. Yeah. First time I've been out the house in You've months. locked down super so, hard. Yeah. Locked down so, so hard. Oh, yeah. Nice to see you all. Yeah. Good to see you as well. And how are you doing, Jay? I'm all right. I'm just sorry. I was just distracted by Adam Patterson's shirt. It just dawned on me what shirt he's wearing now. What that? It's, it's it's, mag- is it a shirt or is it a magic eye? If you look at it long enough, you see a Paisley. He's wearing a Paisley shirt. I've not seen Paisley shirts since 87. As, <laughs> as uh, uh, James Acaster would say, Paisley, Paisley makes the girls go crazily. Um, <laughs> so let's talk Am about- I wrong about James Acaster? What? I don't rate him. Oh, I really like him. I don't either. I don't find him. I've seen him on a few. Fight you both. (laughs) No, I'm asking. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, sorry, sorry. I I asked you a civil question. Am I wrong? I made it about me being wrong. Am I wrong? Not anything about you. And you've got all aggressive. Well, it's as simple as this, Jay. (laughs) Yes, you are wrong, mate. I have this debate with my brother all the time. He stands by him, but I just don't see it. No, like. It's not funny. He's like, he's all right. Right. You're funny. You, okay. You're funny. Who do you like? Then? I like Joe Smith from mm. Shepherd Paddock. He's funny. He's brilliant. Uh, no, he's <laughs> the wrong. Thank you very much for the compliment. You really softened me there. I was about I to get, I was red hot furious at you about the whole James Acaster situation. <laughs> get uh, involved. Let me know if I'm wrong. Let's have a vote. Yeah. Who's right, me or Dave or James Joe? James Acaster or James Naycaster. Um, let's talk about the Europa League draw. We've just seen it. Uh, we've seen it earlier today. United will be playing either FC Copenhagen or. Besiktasir, Turkey, Istanbul, uh, one of the Istanbul teams. It's quite a lot of good Istanbul teams, isn't there? I suppose there's no surprises about 20 million people that live there. Um, But yeah, it's a a, a relatively easy draw. Say easy. It could be. I mean, we've struggled in the past. I think last time we went to over there, we played Besiktas, didn't we? And I Mm. think that was a tough game. Mm. And then obviously Copenhagen, we got beat by them in the Champions League last time we played them. But I mean, at the moment, the way we're playing, we should be beating anyone. I think a lot of it depends where we're at when we go into this. Mm. Because we could if we go into this and it's like it doesn't matter. We've mm. got top four, we've won the FA Cup and all these like, do you know what? I've got players like McTominay, like Fred or whatever, who need a bit of a game, maybe Pereira and Lingard and he treats it like that, mm. then we could potentially get knocked out. I think the chances of us winning the FA Cup are quite slim. Do you know in two thousand eight obviously we had a much better side then, but we played Arsenal uh, sorry, two thousand was it ten we played Arsenal and uh in the semi. We played Arsenal in the quarter or something, didn't we? I don't know what I'm talking about. What I am trying to say, we we played Premier League teams in the Champions League before. And it's almost like that. It's like the two, we're going to have to beat Chelsea and then City. And it's got that feeling of like, you've got to beat Chelsea in the final of the the Champions League. You've got to beat Arsenal in the semis like we did with Arsenal in the quarterfinal. We've got like a very difficult Champions League-esque run is what I'm trying to say. Two of the best teams in the country and Chelsea are improving all the time. I think... I get where you're coming from because sometimes yeah. in the FA Cup, yeah, sometimes you'll, like, you'll have Millwall in the semi. final. Exactly. That's we what got past the Invincibles, even yeah. though they weren't Invincible, they lost six games that season and drew 12 times in the league. 
and then we faced Millwall in the final. Yeah. So it was like the final was almost the semi. Yeah, they're not just called to call themselves the Vincibles, are they? Because that well, sounds crap. So call themselves anything. No, just, no, just call no. themselves the 2004 League Champions. Premier League champions. Yeah. Like most normal clubs <laughs> would. Yeah. On that trophy. Not get a gold one made for yourselves. Give it yourselves. Mm. And then bang on about the fact you drew 12 games and didn't get beat all season for the next 16 years. It's very good. Well, we haven't got much else to talk about, though, have they? So, no. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty sad, really. Um, but what I'm saying What's is, we've got a, very, a couple of very difficult games in the FA Cup. So for me, the chances of us winning that are actually. What are the chances we end the season having beaten Chelsea four times and City four times, which will have been the case if we win the FA Cup? I get where you're coming from because I have to back what I said on social media, otherwise people will pull me up and say, that's not you said me you tweeted. You'd like to change your mind? Yeah, that's true. Actually, um, you're not these days. No. You say it once, that's <laughs> you. That's you. You tweeted in 2011 that mm. you thought Danny Welbeck was good. But you thought that jumper was a bit tight. He's good, he's good. He's good. I still actually it's stand loose. by that opinion, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not arguing that one. Um, but my, my, exactly what you just said, more or less, Joe, was that you wish sure that we can't keep beating mm. Chelsea and say I mean, what was that? I, I, I think we've got like nine games or something without beating Chelsea and or something stupid. Um, loads of times we've not beat City once in a season, let alone twice mm. or three times. So it is going to be difficult. We saw what City did against us in the, the Cup, um, first leg of the League Cup where it came mm. to Old Trafford. And, and admittedly, and, one of those three times we've beaten City this season was that second leg uh, in the in yeah. the Carlin Cup. So it's not the sort of truest of victories in that sense because we did still lose the tie. Well, what I'd say is before the lockdown, I think it's less likely as winning even though we have won if it mm. now you look at our team i can't i think to be fair, in most people so that's, that is at the moment point. i just I, I can't see us losing back then yeah we won the games but it was oh we might get amateur but at the moment i can't see it that's a good point because the one at old trafford if you remember we didn't have marshall we didn't have pogba we obviously didn't have bruno because we haven't bought him and um, phil jones played i think i mean it's not it's almost a different team and marcus was carrying a knock yeah. Do you remember? He was like, he shouldn't have been playing that game, but it was like, if we don't play him, we've got no one. And Mason hadn't put on the stone or whatever it is, or the however many kilograms you youngsters like to use that he's put on <laughs> with your fancy measurements. I, I'm still a stones guy. Yeah, good lad. I like a stone. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe him. I don't, I don't, I don't know like... what that means when people say he's put on like 4K. I'm like, what does that mean? No. Right. So, but I bet you say, when you go for a run, what do you say, 5K? No, I don't. I say three miles because 5k is 3.1 miles and I'll do three miles. <laughs> so, yeah, sounds no bad. No one's saying three like miles. A, I'm going for like a 4.87. Yeah. No one says that. So three miles, a, bit, a little bit less for you, but it sounds just as, just as uh, yeah. good. Yeah, go. that's good. Um, so obviously we're talking about the FA Cup in relation to the, the Europa yes. League then. The chances, of, uh, all I'm saying is I think the chances of us having finished top four and won the FA Cup are quite slim. I think we're still in fifth. We're at this sort of, who knows, beginning, well, certainly not the beginning, middle or coming toward the end, perhaps, of a, of a huge unbeaten run. Like, as, as, as brilliant as we've been, there were times in the first half against Villa where they could have made chances, and if they'd have stuck one of those away, we may have seen a Norwich situation. We, we've seen it in that time. Most of the games, we've won quite convincingly, obviously, four uh, games in a row that we've won by three goals or more in the Premier League now. Um, but in the middle of that, as we said... There was that Norwich game where it did take us 118 minutes to get a win. Um, and if there's an injury, if there's a, a difficulty in, in rotation or we, we sort of miss a step in terms of who starts, uh, we might see this end run come to an end. And do you think that we're going to go the rest of the season without losing a game? So, yes. <laughs> and, and feel free to, to be, be optimistic. To be, to I'm be not fair, saying what to I, say in the all. league, I can't see us losing a game now. Yeah. I just, attacking wise, I do think we'll concede. If, 
maybe a, a game where we conceded like Bournemouth conceded two. But I think we've got the attacking power just to score the Kevin mm. Keegan way to score more goals. And you're not worried about injuries and that sort of thing. Obviously, you can't prepare for well, them necessarily. I, but I, they must be super fit because he's not changed the starting lineup. Mm. So Solskjaer must be happy with the fitness and the way everyone is. Otherwise, he would be rotating it more. And you talk about the Norwich game. That's the one game where we change it up. Mm. So that's when we did struggle. Yeah, to be honest, in the league and the Europa League, I really I can't see us losing at the moment. Mm. That's the FA Cup's the problem. Yeah, and, and actually, we talk about rotation. Since we've come back, we had that first initial week where I think we had two, sort of three games in ten days. Then there's been five games between days. It's been uh, five days between games. We saw them play. Uh, well, they played. Um, Thursday and then it's Monday and then it was last Saturday. So we've had you know a decent break between these games, but next week it's three games in a week. Is this where we see that rotation? Is this where we're going to have to see McTominay, Fred, you know, Dan James, maybe even uh, someone like Phil Jones or uh, Eric Bailly at the back there? Do you think we're going to have to see that at some point? I don't know because I'm, I'm wondering how all he's managing him in terms of training, mm. um, whether he's adapting it so that they're just almost coming into training and just doing like proper you know massages and warm downs and just a bit of running light running and then almost using the games as practice yeah yeah <laughs> because the games are coming thick and fast and we've had such a hiatus whether he's just sort of adapted it and that's why he's been able to pick his strongest 11 mm. for, for so many consistent games i don't know because i know that there was like an issue i think when rui farrier left um I spoke to a journalist about a year ago and he was saying that um Rui Farrier, what he used to do because he because he got so limited time for training, he would always have them doing ball work with the when he had them training. They, they, don't, they wouldn't do running without the ball. Mm. They'd always have the ball. Like they'd always be there was no just just going for runs or whatever. And when he left, Jose changed it back or whatever and, and got rid of that. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they can adapt, he's adapted the training to make it work like that, and then he could get away with it because most of us, I think we all. In our predicts 11s, well, the other day we were saying well, someone's got to be changed there. Mm. You know, it's maybe it's going to be Lindorf who's carrying a bit of a back knock, or maybe it's Matic who, who's 31 or whatever. But no, he's just kept with it. So I, I'm, I wouldn't be that shocked if Oli just keeps going with it. Mm. Unless, of course, there's an injury, well, like you say. Well, you mentioned Lindorf there. He, he must have been that bad because I don't think he'd have taken the risk, especially against um, Villa. Especially what we've seen with Rashford as well. I know the. the stress fracture, fracture is a different thing but we've seen the risk especially with backs knees and backs have their own sort of thing where you just don't mess with them like seemingly or you you know traditionally if you if you have a serious back or knee injury that's like 10 months to a year you're gone so hopefully we don't you know like I said it can't have been that bad because why would they have risked him with a back injury when we've got other fit centre-backs yeah it's not like we're in the quarter-final or something it, was, it came against Villa mm. who have been struggling all season and we I know we scored three, but it should have been mm. a hell of a lot more, really. And yeah, you would just wouldn't take the risk. So we must, they must be really fit, and we, they must go through these routines in the training, like you said. Do like trainings, but they get massages. Maybe that's what's improving more. They're not doing that rigorous training as much, and they're free to play as more often. Mm. But the fitness is definitely there, though. Like we've seen the running, we've seen the the up and down, and the, the pressing style that requires a lot of sprints, a lot of fitness, a lot of um, activity. It's not like we're sort of playing. We'll sit back and we'll try and counter attack to, to preserve energy. They're not playing at a style that is anything other than high intensity, are they? No, and I think that maybe that suits them better, and it makes. Got to be careful where word is because it's going to sound like a bit of a contradiction. But when you're sort of playing a, a football and you're enjoying it, contradiction. <laughs> Get out. I spotted it immediately. <sighs> Sorry, go on. Playing football kids. and enjoying you're it. You're enjoying it and you're playing in an attacking team 
then you have that adrenaline. So mm. you're not feeling as fatigued. If you're playing a game where for 90 minutes you're sitting back behind the ball, mm. yeah. it drains you. So you might not be doing as much running, but you're having to sort of play in a way that doesn't suit you naturally. It's negative. It's mentally just boring and draining. Mm. And also you've got to sort of keep to that sort of strict regimen, right? This is it. You can't be in that position. I've got, I've got to track him. I've got to do this. Yeah. Where you're just sort of all going for it or wanting to score goals. Yeah, like like you take a four-year-old to a ball pool or like Charlie Chalks or something, they're going to do more running, running about before they've even noticed they're tired. Whereas if you take them, like, I don't know, you're going to work with your mum today and he's sat just like picking his in the thing. I remember that. You sat there, you're like, mum, I'm tired, my legs hurt. You're like, you've been sat down all day. And I know Bruno isn't me as a four-year-old kid. I'm very much aware of that. But I think anyone, when you're having fun, you you can do more. It's easy to... it's. It's easy to do something that's fun than something that's more boring and difficult. And as we saw under Van Gaal, under Mourinho, it was, the, the uh, players look tired all the time. The, I remember, uh, I think it was Andy Mitten was saying it, that it was like, the, do you remember the nil-nil at Anfield that was sort of like the pivotal moment in both United and Liverpool's fortunes for mm. the last three years? Where we went there with Jose, we'd been beating everyone 4-1 and 4-0, and then we drew nil-nil, they were under pressure, and then they sort of kicked on, and we, well, apparently a lot of players were upset and angry at that because we'd gone there on a high winning games and just been dead negative and Jose's mm. like we're not attacking we're yeah. sitting back mm. and they were like why are we playing like this we should be going at Liverpool we should be getting at them we should be beating them um, and that sort of, sort of thing I think if you're playing the football the way you want to play it and you can tell the players are these are a, a fo- young attacking footballers and they're playing attacking football then yeah maybe it does sort of keep that momentum sucks and, the life out yeah, doesn't it it does help though having Solskjaer attacking player he was and you got to give credit to Mourinho I don't like giving him much credit, but bringing McKenna and Carrick through as the assistants, I think they've been the world of good. And from my experiences from McKenna, you know, at youth level, he's one of the best coaches I've seen. And when you ever hear players talking about him, they all, they all rave about him. And especially now we've got Greenwood in the team. He's worked with him mm. throughout his 18 career. So he was one of those that always was touted as like the next best coach in the world. He was like really very highly rated, wasn't it? Because I was worried when he got that job. I knew eventually that Mourinho would be sacked at some point because mm. it's Jose Mourinho. Either he'd leave or get sacked. So mm. I thought the fact that he's come an assistant for him or a coach for him, sorry, once he's gone, that'll be the end of him. Yeah. But I'm just glad that he's been kept on because honestly, mm. I think he's a, a gem there. Just for, sorry, no, go on, John. Yeah, you mentioned before about attacking players and Solskjaer being the attacking coach. We've seen this acceleration of, of, of progression of Martial, of Rashford, and most importantly, or most sort of noticeably, Mason Greenwood. 16 goals this season. I mean, he just looks like... He's, 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 maybe his game isn't quite as complete and we haven't seen the, the rest of his game quite as much, but he's just as good as the rest of them up front, and he's 18, turned 18 this season. Definitely. And he's just a top, not top world-class player, but he's a, a top Premier League player right now. And it's not long till he's going to be the senior player and he'll be mm. on free kicks, he'll be on penalties, you think? he'll be making decisions because he can score, I've seen him score amazing free kicks with both mm. feet, penalties, we've seen what he do, can do right foot, left foot. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him miss a penalty. He scored a penalty against uh, Rochdale, didn't he? Um, in that game? Tranmere. Tranmere, sorry. Tranmere, yeah, yeah. Tranmere. Is, I mean, well, yeah. I know, was it pre-season he took one with his right foot, which is generally well, considered to be slightly would, slightly weaker? I think, was it last season or the season before he took, we were playing against Liverpool in the Premier League Cup and he scored two free kicks outside the box with his right foot and then for the 23s, not too long after, he scored one from miles out with his left foot top corner. Mm. And it's just two different styles of free kicks with both feet. And it just, 
every time I see you line it up and you think, oh yeah, obviously Fernandez is going to take it or someone's going to have a go. But you think, come on, Mason, just tell he's him, got, tell him got, you're better than him. You think you know, Mason Greenwood, he's got to be at least on with me with, with Rashford, who his record at free kicks isn't great. He's got that absolute know, world yeah. against Chelsea, mm. but he's still taking him. Pogba, Pogba took one the other day. Again, his record isn't that great with free kicks. I just he think, he's, he's, like I said, he's... he's, he's Pogba. I'm not, I can't remember. No, I don't think I so. Think he's had a couple of clubs. I can't yeah. remember. He's hit the scored. post a few times. Yeah. Well, with summer here, um, what better way to spend the summer days by having a beer? <laughs> Other than me, because I don't drink. You don't, have a, you don't even drink I don't. Yet. I don't drink, but um, a lot of people do like craft beer. My dad likes his craft I beers. Love craft beer. You like craft beer, don't you? Yeah. About you, Dave? Beer yeah, I've got into it more recently, but yeah, I wouldn't turn it down now. Um, well, Beer 52, who we've... Um, Spoken about before on the on the podcast, they've sent us a, a case of beers. My dad had a few of them. He was raving about them. Um, what they do is they're offering a free case of eight craft beers um, sourced from around the world, all these different breweries. They have the best breweries on the planet. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash devils and cover the five ninety five for postage and you get a free case of beer. Case of deer. Case of deer, yeah. <laughs> um, so... I mean, I don't know if you know about these craft beer, Beers 52. They get sort of, they have a theme, so they do like beers from South Africa, from New Zealand, Korea, mm-hmm. USA, Europe, and they're like an independent British beer company. Do, have they ever done a beer from another planet? No, that's but, probably well, the next stage. Out of this world, though. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I tell you what, yeah. professionalism there. Um, so make sure you go to www.beer52.com forward slash devils to get your first case of eight beers for five ninety five. Um, Sounds too good to be true, though. <laughs> but it's yes. not. So you, you sign up for it, um, and you get a magazine as well, a beer, award-winning magazine, Ferment. And don't worry if you change your mind, because you can cancel your account anytime. But if you keep with it, which most people do because they love it, you get sent different beers from around the world. <sighs> I was going to say it almost makes me want to start drinking again, but I think that, you know, <laughs> probably not the best thing for, uh, for me to say, but... You guys love your craft beers. My dad's always raving about them, so check those, them out. The link is in the description. But like, he's not that senior player. At the end of the day, he's scoring goals and he's doing brilliantly, but there's still Rashford's the main guy and Martial's the main guy. So he's, maybe he's not got that voice yet, but once he starts with that, he's going to be a completely different player. And obviously you've seen him for you know five years almost now, since he was... Four years. I like adding a year on. I like adding to your seniority in your uh, youth depths. But obviously, you've seen him since he was 16 years old. Um, or before that, sorry. Um, 14. 14 years <laughs> yeah. old. Bloody hell. Um, and we were saying on the Youth Room 4, which will be out on, on Tuesday, that you're not really surprised about any of this, are you? Like I say, he's not. The, he's the one player where I've seen where it's no shock. Mm. First few times I saw him, I've just knew the moment you go in the first team, he'd score goals. Amazing, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's so good. I love it when it's just a, an uninterrupted line where you're like, he looks really good. He looks really good. He's really, oh, he's really good. Like, there's been no problems. The, you know the difference laugh as well is, years, I was saying this to someone in the car before, years ago, um, I did shadow teaching because I was thinking of getting into teaching. I was a reporter, I was thinking of getting into teaching. So I thought I'll go and spend a day like shadowing a teacher because I had this thing, this advert, oh, get into teaching, you get 26k move. About to have my second kid, and I thought, oh, I might do this, it's a bit more secure or whatever. Anyway, I went to Ashton Mersey, um, shadowing a teacher. You go to different classes, like start from one class and take it to another. And in the afternoon, I was in this class, and there's this young mixed race lad, and um, he he left like, a little bit before the final bell. And his teacher was like, oh, he, he's, uh, 
he's at Man United and we're trying to get him to focus and tell him that you know he might not make it as a footballer but he just he's obsessed with football he thinks he's gonna thinks he's gonna amount to something and she's like if but, you know we keep saying Mason you're not gonna make gonna it say, you might if not this make person it. isn't <laughs> yeah. Mason Greenwood I'm gonna yeah. and, I, and I was like and I remember like sort of obviously you shadow teach you don't argue with him no. I was like no yeah, you know he needs to keep up his studies because most of them don't make it but I think yeah I think it works out right for him to be fair to him from my experience he's not been confident thinking yeah I'm going to be first team I'm going to do this I'm going to do that he's been he's held himself back a few times where he, um, under Mourinho he's asked to be part of the travelling squad he's not going to be on the bench or anything but he just travels with him sits in the stands and he's turned it down no I'd rather play an under 17 friendly mm. and that's what I love about him it's all about playing football and the enjoyment of football and I think that's what makes him a decent player mm. I'm, I'm talking before about when I first saw him he just knew he was going to score goals the contrast to that is Rashford Always a big fan of him in the under-18s. Played a two or three games through the 23s or 21s as it was then. And um, that game against Mitchelland where he was announced he was going to start. Guy who sits next to me said, oh, what do you think of this lad then? I, said, I thought, he's going to struggle. You know, I think he'll struggle for this. He didn't score two goals and then scored two goals against Arsenal the next, thing, next couple of days. But if, if Rashford can do that where I'm thinking he's going to struggle, it doesn't... Mm. Mason's just going to set the world on fire. There mm. was an element, though, one that with Marcus, like, it was a bit of a surprise how well he did. I think that, with Mason, like Joe was saying, you've sort of plotted it and you thought everyone who's sort of seen him for an extensive period of time before, he is special, he is going to, sooner or later, I think he may have done it a bit sooner than people expected, but he's going to play for Manchester United first team. With Marcus, it was almost like you weren't sure. Like, he was a very good player, but... You know, we've seen very good players before at Old Trafford or at the academy who you think they're good enough and they've not quite had it. There's two instances where I think what definitely made him that first team player. We played Chelsea in the Youth Cup and Chelsea had won the Cup five years in a row. Yeah, and we know why that is. It's got nothing to do with yeah. nurturing youthful talent. No, but they do have decent teams. And he's got a hat trick and it was an unbelievable performance by him. And then also this season... We played Doncaster in that EFL trophy. Mm. Scored a last-minute winner for that, and that was a tough game. And just performance of him and the the fact that he he wasn't shooting at all times. He, he made sure he, he got the winner. And I just thought the majority of him there playing against a, a proper team is destined for the first team. Mm. And it's amazing, isn't it? We keep seeing expected goals as this massive thing at the line these days. It's quite a good representation of what you would expect goals and, and chances to score. And his expected goals at the minute is something like 2.99. What does that mean? I don't as in, this. from the chances he's had, yeah. he should have scored three goals and he scored nine goals. Right. Is that he's overachieving on his expected goals by more than anyone else in the league, which sometimes levels itself out, sometimes, uh, you know, eventually equals itself out. Like at the start of the season, Pookie was over his expected goals and now he's about right. Same with Tammy Abraham. People go through, through good spells. But we were talking before, um, one of the biggest indicators of someone that will consistently outscore their expected goals is being both footed because if you get a chance on one side that's a 0.3 chance but it's on your weak foot it's less than that for you but for him there are chances that are 0.2 but because he's so good he can go either way he can take his man either side he ends up scoring them and like we saw the one yesterday against um, Villa edge of the box 20 yards out if you leave him some space he's just smacking in the corner well that's a th another thing as well even if he wants to go in these goals I think his all-round play has been amazing mm. um, playing on that right side I know he's drifting a lot but imagine if you put him as a centre forward as well and then you put Rashford and Marshall either side of him even, even picking up do you see up, that because you you've obviously know a lot more about yeah, him than we do. Forward. do you see him as a centre forward because if you look at him now he's, he's on the right but he's drifting constantly in the middle 
I think it was, if you look at someone like Rashford, when he's on that left, mm. he stays on that left. He drifts inside when he's got the ball. But Mason's just constantly moving towards the middle because that's that's his position. One thing that's impressed me about him is the way though he's been able to carry the ball out. You see a lot of highlights of him starting from inside our box and he'll go past a man and, and bring it out. We saw even his goalie brought it out on the right-hand side. When you're that central striker, you don't get as many touches on the ball, do you? Because you've got two men on your all times. Mm. Pretty much you don't get a chance to, to kind of bring the ball out. Um, is it, do you think he's got the physicality? Do you think he's got the experience? We're just starting to see it, I think, from, from Martial where he can actually... It was a, a good example actually yesterday. Mason's goal where he's fighting two men off, turns on the ball yeah. and plays it out. Do you think that's going to take a little bit of time to come? Because he is only 18 years old. He's eight years away from the sort of peak of physical maturity. Like he's got eight years be- before he's kind of fully set as a, as a player. But from this time last year, the shape of the of him he's put on how many kilograms did you say four kilograms <laughs> but I'm, I might be wrong I don't in old money that's uh, <laughs> yeah. six two and six but, yeah. but I mean if you if you look at if you're looking at a distance in the corner of your eye just the way they move and mm. you know the, the shape of him he's got a, his phys, physicality is very much like Rashford's now yeah. he, he was a much skinnier kid and he's, over this lockdown he's put on so much muscle and mm. you can you can see that what, what makes me laugh as well is like you see defenders arguing with each other about him Goalkeepers arguing with the defenders about him. <laughs> and like defenders, like, well, what do you want me to yeah. do? Do you know what I mean? Like, you show him, like you say, you show him on the inside. Ball. You show yeah, him on the outside. Ball. The ball goal is yeah. so ridiculous. Don't turn. Don't let him turn. Don't yeah, let him turn. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm trying. It's just he's rapid. He's strong. He can use either foot. What what more mm. can I do? And it's like that's just great to see from United point of view that there's that fear factor there that the defenders are just struggling to cope. Do you think right? <laughs> It's amazing how two-footed he is, and it's such a key asset for him to have, especially as a young lad coming through. The option to be able to score in so many different ways is because when you're when you're 18, the difference between eight goals and 12 goals is massive. Obviously, you know if he's the first choice striker, you want him to get in 20 plus, which he looks like he could even do. But on, on your breakthrough season, every goal is so important because you're probably not going to score quite as many. It's all sort of concentrated down. So being able to score on either side is is huge. Am I the only one who is sort of surprised? at how one-footed most footballers are. If it was your job to be good at kicking the ball, don't you think people should be better at kicking it with both feet? I don't know. It's like saying... Some players are really bad. But uh, everyone, like, people have this... I've heard this criticism level that so many players... Right, and I get where you come from. Giggs was always terrible with his right foot. Yeah. Beckham had no left foot. But when you're that good with your natural Yeah, but it foot, does right, make you I'm, better I'm to be good with no, both right, feet. Like Robbie Charlton always says, doesn't he, that... When he was sort of coming through the ranks, mm. like Jimmy Murphy, I think was his coach, would make him sort of do kick-ups with mm. his left foot, just practice constantly, not you know, just play with your left foot, and don't use your right, like all day, just to, to make you sort of ambidextrous, whatever it's called. Whereas now, I think if you're sort of gifted on your your, your right or your mm. left, you just stick with that. But the thing is, you hear yeah, stories of Beckham used to stay behind, mm. you know, while they're all getting changed, and he'd take ten free kicks. You know, and that's why he scored them goals he did. Mm. If he then said, "Oh, he's taking five of his right and then five of his left," mm. would he have scored all them? Yeah, and also I suppose there's a, there's an element as well of what is innate and what is uh, trained. Like, is Mason good with both feet because he practiced with his right foot a lot as a kid, or is he just naturally I, I better it, with both feet? Because I think he's maybe you can't teach it to that. I extent. think it's a bit of both. I think yeah. he was always good with it. But his left was better, but he's working on it. You get to an age, don't you, as well? It's a lot easier, I think, if you're younger and you start training yourself to use both feet. Mm. 
rather than when you sort of 17, 18, then you start trying to do it, it's like mm. almost the ship sailed already mm. because you've already got so reliant on your strongest foot. Your so style and your movements. Yeah, that it's pointless doing that. Mm. But I think if you're sort of seven or eight, and you get coached. Well, it's like now so, someone's yeah. saying to you, start writing with your left hand. Everything you write, do with your left hand. Oh, I'm left-handed, so that'd be fine. Because also, <laughs> as well, if you think about, <laughs> yeah, if you think about players, they are still excellent with their bad foot compared to everyone else on the yeah. planet. But they're just not as good as themselves with the other foot. But I always wonder how how much of it is just an, an, an innate thing and how much of it is trained and, and whether those players who are exceptional with both feet well, just you, work harder You can see it. that he, he doesn't care about it. He doesn't really think about it either. The no. fact that I said before about free kicks, what kind of player takes free kicks with both feet? Mm. I've never heard that before. No. I can't think of it. I can't think of it. Honestly, if you no. get the, cha- if you get the chance, there's, there's mm. two he scored against um, Liverpool with his right foot and then there's one against Newcastle under-23s that you should see with his left foot. Just... The, the, clo- the closest, and it's a completely different type of player, but the closest I can think of, and this will sound crazy, but if you're a certain age, you'll know what I'm on about, was Denny Serving. Mm-hmm. He played left-back for United for 10 years, or yeah. probably a bit longer, and was right-footed, but you would never have noticed because he could cross with his left foot. Yeah. And I mean, inch-perfect crosses. Mm. Do you know but to I mean? be fair, to, fair, I think Brandon can be like that as well, because, yeah. because he's right-footed, but he does like to put the ball in with his left, mm. and I think more game time and more practice he'll, he'll get to that well maybe not Irwin's level but he'll get to a, a decent standard yeah yeah it's very exciting with Mason isn't it and another player who's been very exciting it's almost been a resurgence without actually well poor Pogba is who I'm, going to, is who I'm getting to here but I <laughs> I don't actually think that was a dab if you just listened there. yeah or if you saw it and you still didn't know what it was um, I actually don't think he's been that much better than he was before I just don't believe people wanted to give him the props that he deserved uh, in his in his form over the last couple of years I think he's been pretty excellent for most of his time at United my problem is he was yeah I think you're right in a way but when he was in that midfield the players are just closing down and there'd be no mm. one, there'd be no movement, there'd be no one to pass it to. So he'd get, pick the ball up and he'd just go, right, I've got to get it forward somehow. Mm. Try and get past three players and give the ball away. And then he, after doing that three or four times, you'd see him sulk and, and everyone mm. go, oh, look at him, he can't be bothered, he doesn't want to do that. But it's frustration because the game's not going his way. There's no movement. The players around him aren't helping him out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's completely changed. The front three are moving all over the place. You've got Fernandez in and out. You've got, you've got, that that to, makes such a match. Because let's not forget, you know, when, like you were saying, when we when we had this sort of great run as Ollie's caretaker, Pogba was playing brilliantly. Yeah. But he had sort of Matic and Herrera as his midfield sort of partners. Um, and then it tailed off towards the end of the season because it does it did become about him and he mm. wasn't doing it. But now... You know, Paul Pogba, I, I, I had him as my man in the match against Villain. I know not many people did, and that's not me. I'm, you know, not a Pogba fanboy of any stretch. But I just thought he did that sort of job that you, you don't, almost don't notice, but if you took him away mm. or, or replaced him with someone else, we'd have lost that game. Jay, yeah, I bet you can think of a time when you've done something online that you didn't want people to know about. That's none of your business, and certainly something I'm not going to talk about on a podcast. Well, you should do, because you're probably thinking, well, I did incognito mode, so the wife can't see it. But actually, that does not cover your internet activity. It doesn't matter what, you, what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website, Jay, and I mean every single one. Think about all of the ones you've been on. They can see all of them you've ever visited. That's why, even when I'm at home... I never go online without using ExpressVPN, mate. Express, ExpressVPN, right. This is the one where you can sort of, if you wanted to log in 
to something as are you from America or whatever, mm-hmm. so you can get on certain ESPN. Or... Well, what ExpressVPN does, it reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers, so your ISP, your prying little ISP, <laughs> cannot see where you've been. It's encrypted. All your data is being encrypted behind the most powerful encryption available to human beings, Jay. If I want encryption, I want the most powerful. Of course you do. I don't want the second if most If it's going powerful. to be encrypted, encrypt Give the hell out of it. Give me the most powerful one. Exactly. Don't be coming at me with the second most powerful. And the, the best thing is, all you have to do is tap one button, and there it is. Boom. Ready to use. Encrypted. Encrypted. In- like, like a, who else sleeps in a crypt? Like a vampire or something. Your yeah, like data it, is now vampirical in its krypton, cryptography. Crypt- uh, your so, data is now vampirical in its cryptography. It's definitely a sentence I've never heard in my life before. Absolutely you haven't. That is and outstanding the best thing is, Jay, it's available on your phone, your computer. I saw a dog with a microchip in its neck that had ExpressVPN in it. So you ain't knowing where my dog is no matter where it goes. No matter what naughty bones it nibbles on. Uh, but what you need to do is protect your online activity today uh, with VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. You know those places. But I'll tell yeah. you what. No one's going to know you've been on those websites. Nicely done, eh? Go to expressvpn.com slash extra and you can get three months free on a one-year package. That is expressvpn.com slash extra. Expressvpn.com slash extra to learn more. Oh, as we saw, we, we, it, it, as the case was for so long when he didn't play, we looked completely devoid of ideas, completely devoid of creative ability. Spurs? And, when he yeah. came on, he used Spurs. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, I, I was hearing people yeah, saying, yeah. we don't even need Pogba anymore because Bruno can do it. And I'm like, you didn't say no. Of course we do. And he comes on, and within, what, two minutes, he's completely changed the game. The problem is, is he, we bought him for, what, 89 million, whatever yeah. he was. So people expect him to be the face of United. Mm. He's supposed to be this superstar player, like a Ronaldo or whatever. But look at him even in the French squad. I think mm. he, I, when you watch him for France, he's amazing, and it's, it's like he's he is now. Like that but, when he was but at he's Juve not the, as well, he's not the main person yeah. there. At Juve was the same because you had Perlo and Marquisio was next to doing like a lot of like obviously Perlo was like the main creator there, mm. and Pogba used to just be sort of not have a free role, but he just sh- shine because he was wasn't all about him. Yeah, do yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas when he comes to United, like you say, eighty nine million pound price tag playing in a Jose Mourinho side. Sometimes the players alongside him as well, flattered to deceive, you know, the likes of like Mkhitaryan. I mean, some, you say sometimes. Well, yeah. a lot of the a time. Lot, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. even Matic, I think he's been doing brilliantly recently, but even when they had a bit of a partnership, it never worked out. No, he's mm. not. He's not someone who, if you've got Matic and Pogba together, there's only one creator there, really. Yeah. Mm. I know Matic can bring the ball defence, but he's not the person to, to, to make things happen. You've got Bruno and Pogba, either one of them. Do you know what I mean? And he's, yeah. he's obviously benefiting from that. And also, you know, you've got confident attackers as well who are making the runs. Mm. Because we saw it, didn't we? Um, I was, yeah, that's what I wanted to mention, yeah. It's it like, just the, the difference in the runs that the teams are making. And and that's been, uh, what, three or four years in the making. Van Gaal didn't encourage those runs. Jose didn't encourage those runs. The style of play where when a midfielder looks up, there are two players running this way, someone coming short. Like, uh, so much movement in front of him. You look at the runs people make, And then you've got Luke Shaw overlapping, underlapping, which he started doing in the last three games, which I absolutely <laughs> love. But where's that come from? And you've got Wan-Bissaka on the other side, underlapping, overlapping, depending on the situation. There's so much movement in front of these players. And if you can't pick any of them out, side foot it, it's Bruno Fernandes who's picking it well, up. That's Not, you know, Lingard if, or Pereira. If you, just, if you just watch Pogba now... He'll, he'll look up and if there's a pass on, he'll pass it. Mm. Whereas a year ago, maybe a bit longer, he looked up and there was no pass. And he'd and still that, pass it. Or he'd, he'd, try, he'd try and do something. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the fans turned against him. Mm. And I mean, I, I had people behind me 
calling him all sorts. Mm. You see, remember last was it like in the last season when he was getting Bob's abuse because he was leaving and he stopped. Uh, it's just like it was getting ridiculous, wasn't mm. it? And it, I saw it, we saw it early on in this season. You know, the whole penalty incident mm. uh, against Wolves, wasn't it? Second One of the most blown out of proportion. And, you know, where where, where Marcus missed against life. Palace. Like people like Gary Neville was still blaming Pogba for the Wolves incident. Yeah. It's like well, I've never seen anything well, the thing like is, it. The thing was as well every, that little run up he did. He only missed one, didn't he? Yeah. He, was, he scored all the rest, yeah. and everyone. He, I remember he scored a goal. He did that little run up and banged it in. And the guy behind me, oh, I can't celebrate that. He did that run up. It's like he just we put us one nil up. It's yeah. insane, and it's like that whole element of. I mean, I think I get where you're coming from. I th- I've always thought it's a mixture of the two. Yes, he's not had the good enough players around him, but also I don't think he's been genuinely consistent enough over the, no, the four years we've had For a player of his talents, I just don't think he has. But, but he must be frustrated but, as well. Yeah, it's been that that's team. what I mean. It's not one, it's not mutually exclusive, it's not one or the other. It's sort of a little bit of both. And especially with Jose as a manager, the type of football he was playing. Jose and had him as a holding midfielder. Yeah, there was no, nothing creative. Well, the thing is, he plays as a deep line midfielder now. Yeah. But in a, in the, the feel of the team is so different and his role and what's expected of him is so different that it doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's this regimented sit in front of the back four and if you stray from that, I'm going to bat here. Like it feels with Jose, if you don't do exactly what he says, you, it's you like, the, the, the it just sucks all the joy the out of everything. It lasts for about five minutes. And they'd be arguing with each yeah. other. And then two minutes later, Josie had subbing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just, yeah, that, that I think what we've already it, seen. His mindset, can't be you know, the fans are hard. turned against it. Certain fans are turned against him. The football Pogba was, were talking again, yeah, not yeah. Jose, yeah. The, Pogba. Po- the football was crap. Mm. He wasn't doing anything in games. No wonder he wanted to leave. Or mm. there was talk about wants a new challenge. But at the moment, you can see him leaving. Mm. He did an interview yesterday and this, he had a big smile on his mm. face and you can see he's enjoying it again. He's always been a popular figure only in the dressing room. Yeah. That's never changed. Like some, yeah. I know people were saying, oh, paper, papers were coming out with stories and they're trying to make a nonsense out of it. Like when Marcus said, I'll always be involved in the team talks and stuff when he got his injury and people were saying, oh, no, that's a dig at Pogba. It wasn't at all. No. Nothing to do with Paul Pogba. And Paul Pogba's very popular. You can see the videos. Clearly. Seen, you know, and and it's been multiple waves, waves of teams yeah. now. The the Zlatan relationship, the yeah, Lukaku relationship. The look, at, look at Bruno. He's current relationship with Bruno. Yeah. Bruno said like, he got in touch with me and we went out on it together. That's, you know, that's going it's above ridiculous. and beyond. It's, mm. and, and consistently, any word that you've heard from inside the club has been, he's so likeable, he's such a nice bloke, everyone likes him, he gets on with everyone, he's a friendly guy. And yet we've been told for the last two years, regardless of what you think of his on-the-pitch performances, that he's the, the virus has been this but I don't know where it comes from, had. because you never hear anything about him. Once once the game's over and he's in his car on the way home, what do you, he, what you hear about him doing? He likes to have a dance, that's why. Yeah, yeah you, 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 do, you one post on social media, and oh, that's, mm. all he's, that's what he's been doing for two weeks. Yeah. You don't hear anything, he's a private guy. I mean, yeah. you know, it's madness, isn't it? Back in the day, players used to go out and drink 12 pints after game. Yeah, half time. And then wash it down with half a dozen sleeping tablets and be ready for the game in the morning. And it's like he goes, you know, he drives home and dances in his kitchen. That's yeah. almost what you want him to be what, doing. Wait a sec, he's injured and he's still gone to a wedding. You're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I've seen pensioners in wheelchairs at weddings. It's, certainly it's possible. Don't worry about that. Uh, and talking about Jose Mourinho's football, um, we're all sort of done with it uh, quite <laughs> nicely, I think. But we saw the trailer today for the All or Nothing Spurs edition. The comedy. The comedy that is All or Nothing. It's incredible. The, the trailer is... Pochettino gets sacked and then you just see a sequence of clipped together shots who knows when they're from of Eric Dyer of um, Christian Eriksen of all the Tottenham players as Mourinho's walking down this corridor going oh, like, no. stunned no. faces no please anything but him but really they're probably just looking at like the prices of 
I don't even know the chips in the canteens. To be fair, they've they've done well with picking the teams they've picked, haven't they? The Sunderland one. Yeah. The story of just yeah. going down twice. Even with City, I couldn't watch I the City one. No, I haven't watched it, but it must have yeah. you know, they've won the league. This one, they must have known straight away. Josie's coming in quick. Yeah, because actually, rolling. when you picked, when you think of that Tottenham side, did they start this at the end of last season? I think so, wasn't it? Was it did they get the Champions League final? It looked yeah. promising, yeah. but like, Tottenham never win anything. And they were never going to win the league title, really. They were like, think, they picked, think, they yeah. got lucky a little bit. But, is what I'm trying to say. There's an element of yeah, they've got lucky. I get where you're coming from. There's also an element of who'll who'll do it. I think mm. Liverpool have been reluctant because of the whole Brendan Rodgers thing. I think they've done their own in-house sort of stuff, but they've always been reluctant to do outside ones because mm. it made Brendan Rodgers look like David Brent, and it was all a bit of a farce. I think Brendan Rodgers made Brendan Rodgers look like David Brent. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't edited. It was fil- filming. I him. don't give shitty jobs. If a good man. <laughs> Pointing at Dejan Lovren comes to me you can, and says, "Thank you, Brendan." My favorite was, "You can go a week. What is it? You, you can't. You can go a week without water, but you can't go a day without hope." <laughs> and that's exactly true. That is, that is so true. What's that got to do with the game against Villa? What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, so they were looking. Obviously, City have already done it. Wait. Brendan Rodgers said that? Yeah. I thought that was a different no, quote. That's, that's, that's no, a, that's a Brendan Rodgers quote. Brendan, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. You can't go a day without hope. Yeah, you can. Absolutely, you can, Christian. Yeah. I've gone three months. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> He's been locked in a cupboard yeah. for three months. He didn't have no hope. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that. yeah, that's a genuine Brendan Rodgers quote. Brilliant. Like, there's loads of them and you think they're parodies, but they're not. Um, yeah, so like obviously that wasn't an option. Is his wife called Hope or something? Um, no, it was like God, a fun no, little no, inside no. joke. <laughs> It's just not well, is it? Um, so then they're out the, the equation. United, I don't think we're ever going to do not that. Not without No, no, we don't think we do that anyway. If we're going to do anything, we do it for MUTV, make it like Pravda, where it's just all positive and everything's wonderful. Do you know what I mean? And we'll just smile at the camera. Yeah, smile at the camera and, and, and tell us how, how you love it here. Edited by United people. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, so Spurs are probably one of the best teams and top teams that you could get to do mm. it. Um, they've obviously gone for it. And, and if you like you say, they've got lucky in the sense that if you're making a documentary of a Spurs team that have had the same manager for five years or whatever it was, then the best you could hope for is that they yeah. sack him and bring in Jose another, Mourinho. Yeah, another like, like from just, for any director. just consistently, oh, they're quite good, don't yeah. win any trophies, finish fourth. Like, yeah, that's like, that, what oh, would that have been? Oh, yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, let's watch another yeah. draw with Chelsea in a minute. Well, but, you think with Tottenham, what, what they're probably looking at was, even though they got to the Champions League final, mm. even though they, they would, did well in the league that year, they still... Oh, Pochi's going to... Real Madrid want him. Harry Kane, where's he going to be? And the new stadium there? as well. well yeah. the, unveiling the new stadium. Yeah. And like, obviously, I'm guessing Amazon paid him a lot of money and like, Levy's quite savvy and he is mm-hmm. a businessman. So he's probably like, listen, yeah, make some money for nothing almost. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I'll spice it up a bit. And I, I think there's eight episodes. So I, I, presumably there'll be one on each of the touches that Harry Kane has had in the opposition box <laughs> since the end of lockdown. Yeah. Eight touches he's had. That's the same yeah. as Luke Shaw. Remember when he was linked with us for 140 million or something? 200 million? 140? That would have been a bargain for him. 200 million. He only spends four months a season out injured and he doesn't score in Talking of Kane, who's going to start in, in the Euros, Mason or Harry? It will be Harry Kane because he's captain, isn't he? Or is Sir he Harry Kane, Sir, MBE. For is he scoring, Sir Harry no, Kane? No, he's just MBE. MBE. Just MBE. for scoring a load of penalties. Yeah, yeah well done. Um, what can you fucking how about the do? rest? Yeah. I think he has been good. If he'd have squared it to Sterling, he'd have won the World Cup. Eric Dyer scored that penalty, the, the most important penalty. He didn't get an MBA. No, that's true. Yeah, give Eric Dyer an MBA. Um, <laughs> yeah, give Lingard one. I think it will be Harry Kane. Unless he has a stinker next year. You know, if Mason gets 29-30 get goals in all well, competitions for United next season... I think, I think with Mason, he's, he's not had a, 
a, a full season and no. playing every game. He's, he's been a bit part player and he's yeah. already on 16 goals. And something to remember as well, there's a decent chance our front three next season consists of uh, Marcus, Mason and Sancho. And, and now that just, could just be, uh, ah, yeah, slot that in. Yeah, get, yeah. It's always annoyed me that with England, that England have never been sort of willing to do that. Mm. Like, you know, when you've got partnerships or that sort of... I, th- I think if that... Partnerships was... or whatever. Like, years, you know, like when you had Skulls and Carrot, for example, yeah. where yeah. the manager would never have... Because Skulls said he would have come back out of retirement if someone had have actually... I think it was um, Sven got his assistant to ring him, or Fabio got his assistant yeah. to ring him, which showed that he wasn't that bothered. Yeah. And Skulls said, oh, if I got a call off the manager, I probably would have reconsidered. But they've never been to do that. I go back as a kid when it was like Palace and Bruce for United was just immense, but mm. they never got a chance. Steve Bruce never played for England, did he? I know, that's mad. I know we had Tony Adams players like that, but he still should have got yeah, at least a couple of caps. When people good like, goals in a season, yeah, God's Kevin sake, Nolan seven, are getting call ups. Come that. on, man. Good, good job, Adam. Jamie O'Hara played for England if, 28 times. If they drop Martial, and it is the. Hey, don't say that. I know he's, I know, he's, he's not this, but if it is Rashford, Greenwood, and out. Sancho, if we do get him, mm. and that's it, that front three are just yeah, on fire. Slot it in. But then he can't not. He can't not say yeah. That's but then you've still got Raheem Sterling to worry about. You've still got. I mean, that is it. But Raheem Sterling, no, he's, no, he's, he's, he's a, one of yeah, the best players. Decent, for yeah, of course well. he is. But if you got three playing together consistently mm. and doing doing well, I mean, the amount of goals they could score next season. Yeah, like can't help but look at it and think, yeah, that's just an easy fix. I'll just stick him there. Yeah, no, I mean, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? And obviously that's the hope that we all think Sancho will happen. We all want Sancho to happen. I like that there's just a sort of a, a unanimous verdict amongst kind of journalists and media and, and fans that Sancho will be at United next season when he might not. But, you know, assuming that he is. <laughs> it worries me slightly, slightly that knowing our club and the, the way they can sort of fuck things up I, I think he, I think he to. I think he wants to join us though I know but I just want more, I'm just slightly worried yeah. that they might go well you know Mason's really good I don't necessarily need Sancho which is the wrong attitude to have um, yeah that's my only concern I don't know why this just popped into my head but has Owen Hargreaves got an autobiography has Owen Hargreaves got an autobiography yeah and if he has is it called Knowing Hargreaves like knowing but with an apostrophe knowing me knowing you Knowing Hargreaves, I think, would be a great name. And if you want that name, I do have the right to it. Knowing Hargreaves. It's called Knowing Hargreaves. Like Owen Hargreaves. But instead you're knowing him because you really learn about him in this autobiography. That's Michael Owens. He's called Michael Knowing. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Knowing. Michael Knowing. That's rubbish, that. Knowing Hargreaves is leagues above Michael Knowing. Uh, What's your favourite sports documentary? You can't say The Last Dance because it's cheating. Why? Because it's the best one ever. Yeah, you can't say that because it's the best. You might even try it if you just say it was the last dance. It's the last one I saw, so. Is it? Last dance. I don't know, man. I do like the Sunderland one because... Mm, I like it for a bit of... What's it? Schadenfreude or whatever you call it. Mm. Laughing at their misery. I don't forget the Poznan. I am bitter. I'm not afraid to admit that. You don't forget the Poznan? Yeah. Mm. Beat us. Well, we're beating, but City won the league. Fuck off. Um... I don't know. Now, now I don't want to say last dance because I'm so disappointed. Well, you just said you can't say no, it. No, no, no. You I'm shouldn't thinking, have said that no, knowing that that was your answer. <laughs> no, I don't want to Pick say Pick one that isn't that. Well, wait. Uh, when we were kings. What's that? I seen that. Uh, Muhammad Ali against George Foreman. Oh, I think I've that, seen that. The event and, and everything that was going on with it. It's pretty. I don't know if it counts as a sports documentary because it's more about other things, but the OJ one as well. It, there is a lot about yeah. it, about a story of one. A lot of it Juice. is about his. Sort of rise and the winning the Heisman yeah. Trophy, 
Yeah, then, that counts as sports documentary. And having to deal with the loss of his wife to unknown killers. It's so sad, poor, isn't it? He's a poor guy, and the fact he was, dragged, he was dragged through the mud. Yeah, but he's with, done a lot. He said he was going to catch know. the killers, and he's done a lot of investigation. Investigative and work and on his, the golf course. Yeah. So I'm yeah. confident one day he'll crack that case. Me too. And if the glove fit, don't fit, quit. <laughs> you have that? to quit. Yeah. What was it? If, if the glove fits, if quit. If the glove doesn't fit, Whatever. you have to quit. Yeah. Good old Johnny Cochran. And you're allowed to make up a catchphrase that isn't true, but if you can somehow prove it to be true, then you win. <laughs> and he did win. And fair play to him. And you know what? All, all the slander that OJ Simpson gets, he was proven not guilty. <laughs> That's and why the criminal justice system. Yeah, is that's why it works every single time. <laughs> I love the fact you've got OJ Simpson on yeah. like Twitter slagging off Carol Baskin. Yeah, she probably she killed her. I think she killed her husband. And all it took was twenty <laughs> twenty year prison sentence for armed robbery. Just a few years later, for us to see that maybe OJ wasn't the, the nice guy we all thought he was. Because um, <laughs> we've seen him in the police academy films. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, have you exactly. seen have you seen Dave Chappelle? He talks about meeting OJ Simpson. No, he does this bit about like he's met him four times. And he says, like, the first time he met him, he says, he met him, he went, how can I word this? I met him with his soon-to-be-slain wife. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wow. And then he goes, and then he goes, the second time I met him, he was at this restaurant or whatever, and he said he came over and it was just after the court case. And um, he said, OJ shook my hand and then walked away. And the woman I was with said, I can't believe you shook that murderer's hands. And he said, baby, that murderer ran for 1,100 yards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go with either of them too. They're mine. Mm. Um, it does. It does the 1998-99 season review count as a football documentary? Because in a way, it documents the season. Class that... night two would. I don't know if that would. Um, see, I think it would do. Would you? What else would it be? Why is it not documentary? Because there's no commentary. There's no. But there is though. Yeah. Uh, as United went into August and they needed this win and this win. I'm cutting that. Why not? Because it, you couldn't submit that as a documentary. Well, I am doing. In the Academy of Motion, Arts and Motion Pictures. I'm with Jay again. That's so what kind of documentary? That's just a Wait, DVD. what do you mean just a DVD? It's just First like... of all, VHS. DVDs oh, didn't yeah. exist in 1999. Some... <laughs> yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah. I always think of the Matrix as the turning point. Was that when it... DVD? No, that's when DVDs became like... Permanent. I had Matrix on video. That's one of my favourite films, was, Matrix. Uh, it was like, I was thinking that was a turning point. Mm. Um... But no, you can't just have the, the best, the, the the story of the season, 98 to 99. If you said class of 92, I'd say, all right, yeah, that's a documentary. But just the season review. <laughs> I I don't understand why it isn't. It's clearly documenting that season. Get involved in the comments. Yeah, get involved in the, <laughs> in the comments. All right, I'll love the great escape then. Um, so, <laughs> my United have got Southampton um, on Monday. Um, what are we thinking? Unchanged team? Unchanged melody? I wouldn't just fight you, would it? <laughs> I've been spending far too much time with you already. I knew you was going to say that. No, you didn't. I did. Get out. Unchained Melody. No. <laughs> Melanie. Summit. Carry on. Southampton. <laughs> They're very south, aren't they? What are they doing on the coast, those silly old idiots? <laughs> My God. He's losing it. Quick, Dave. Answer his question. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise you, would it? Yeah. It nice. didn't change it. <laughs> nice, Jay. Over to you. As the river <laughs> um, Yeah, Southampton. Danny Ings, you got to watch, haven't you? Yeah. He's yeah. actually really good, isn't he? Well, he's having a good season. Do you know what? I made Danny Ings a milkshake once. I hope he's spatting it. I didn't spit in it. He played for Liverpool at the time, but do you know why I didn't spit in it? He was going through injury hell. Yeah. I mean, woes. Injury woes. That's a I big don't one. Injury like, hell. To be fair, I have interviewed Danny Ings. Mm. As a reporter, I don't know if I mentioned that. He's would you used to say it's more impressive to have interviewed him as your job or to have made him a milkshake? Right. Let me, let me paint a picture. Where, where was let, the let, me picture. let me paint a picture. Right. I interviewed him in Burnley Town Hall as they were celebrating 
getting promoted, getting promotion, and I still. I made him and his him. girlfriend a milkshake when he was at his lowest ebb, and I brought did, him back up from that. And, and did he have a good? Did he come in like this? He had a limp. smile when he, he had a mother freaking limp when he walked in, and he sprant straight out the doors <laughs> after his that. Thank Joe's like one. he was like he was Roger Bannister doing the three point nine meter mile or whatever it's called <laughs> minute meter. I can't believe he's won. I've won. I, I, you know what? I really, I really upset. embellished the story I, more I, though. I that's really, what it was. I really upset Sean Dice that day as well. Did you? I've never met him before. I heard him speak. So oh, I started yeah. interviewing. He went. Ugh. I went. Oh, I've been out celebrating, have you? And he went. No. <laughs> well, that's bad. <laughs> no, that's the best. All right. Well, it's not, hey, that's a different wait, story. Wait, we're not rating one or no. One, we're rating one, quite one. simply. No, that is Ings. That is part of the. the no, it's not. No, the Sean Dice thing is no. part of the Ings story. No, okay. Then let me add this story on then. One time when I was no, 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 no. You did someone did a poo and it went on the wall. No, no, no. You did add to it. You said his girlfriend was there. Yeah. So why is your girlfriend? Why is he allowed his girlfriend? Oh, so you're saying that Sean Dyche is Danny Ings' girlfriend, are you? I don't. He's a partner. I think is the correct terminology. Please, come on. Let's not lovable life partner. Yes, Sean Dyche. Significance. So we're going to win against Southampton or what? Yeah, we always win. Said before we're going to be Man United score. They always score. We're sort of back to those days, aren't we? Right, let's just address this then. United, this current United side, having broke the record for the most three goal plus victories in a row, is the most exciting Premier League side of all time. The run we are currently on is the best run that anyone's been on. In terms of watching a team that you enjoy do the thing you want them to do, which is score loads of goals and win games, this is the best it's ever been. We're going to be the Project Restart Invincibles. So annoying, isn't it? Because, like, we had this team a few years ago, we'd won the league with it easily. Which year? Last Any year, of the last years. Year, yeah. Last year, yeah. or the Jose Chelsea year, even. Mm. The last one. Yeah, Conte did all right things with that Chelsea team, but I think, yeah, if right. we'd have had a team like this. But, but, but could we have done it? And I'm not saying that Jose's the, uh, uh, Ole's the one to win us the league, but would this team have looked like this under those managers? No, no, you're right. I mean, I th- no. if we'd have had this team under Van Hal, he wouldn't have been playing mm. the way it was. He, I think he would have given likes of Mason and Mul- Brandon a uh, chance, but he wouldn't have played Yeah, but you're not going to play Mason at 13, though, are you? No, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even that. Get on, lad. <laughs> Get on. No, 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 no. Do you remember when Paddy McNair like, jumped the queue by yeah. like, five years? Everyone thought he was going to like Pearson or whatever. And he was Donald just, Love like, as well, remember him? Yeah. Mate, mm. and like every, the funny thing is, when you play for Manchester United in the first team and you do okay, as a lot of these players did, people think, oh, he must be like Premier League standard. Mm-hmm. And then after time, they, they weren't really, were they? Mm. It just, you know, that oh. was one Van, that was Van Hal's one good thing he would give you for chance. Mm. Yeah, and, it did definitely give you for chance. Well, that's the thing at, on, at Carrington, if you go, they've got these glass panels and they've got all the names of all the academy graduates played for the first team, and under Van Gaal, it's just names, mm. yeah. yeah. I've yeah, always seen the, on the thing on the other side of the press, where it's like, the winners of the is it the Jimmy Murphy Trophy? Yeah, if, if when you go in, you know where the big sign Manchester United yeah. on that walkway, all in the glass there, it's all uh, etched yeah. in there. Mm. Mm. Gotta love it, aren't you? Yeah. So we're about we're all expecting a win against Southampton. Yeah. Keep the train rolling. Uh, as we were saying the other day, Sheffield United doing our bidding for us. They just beat Wolves. They've got Chelsea next. Then they've got Leicester. It's all up to them, isn't it? Yeah, Those Bramall Lane they're, boys. They're still fighting for a Europa League spot, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, they they looked like they'd fallen out of it, two losses in a row. Um, and then I think they've won two and drawn one of their last three, so they're right back in form. And hopefully... not against Arsenal. Arsenal's fucking useless, aren't they? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I thought... City as well, well against yeah. Chelsea. They yeah. rolled over. That was died, poor, that. That, that was poor. On, on and so then pretending levels. to beat Liverpool the week after. I know they oh. did actually beat him, but it doesn't count, does it? Mm, you know, Bernardo Silva didn't clap on the fucking <laughs> guard of honour. Well done. Uh, gives a shit. No. And why are Liverpool getting a guard of honour everywhere they go? Have they got another one? Yeah, they had one at the, um, the game the other day. Because the best you know, side. You know the best guard of honour I've seen is at the Etihad when the under twenty ones won the league and 
it was they played the game at the Etihad, the last game of the season. The City had to line up and give the under twenty ones a guard of honor. Really? Yeah. Was it better than Chelsea's for us when it was the reserves? Yeah. Was it better it was than just, all the was Arsenal that, that, lot clapping? Uh, Robin Van Persie. Stephen House is waiting in England with dirty looks there. So I think we better wrap this up. With some dirty looks, he's got a new haircut and he thinks yeah, he owns the place. Um, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, we'll be back, uh, of course, tomorrow with all sorts of fun. We've got Transfer Review coming tomorrow. We've got Late Night Live coming at 10 o'clock tonight. Make sure you check that out if you haven't seen it before. It's a bit of fun. It's a bit of a laugh. You're going to love it. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, Dave. Anytime, mate. Thank you very much for joining me, Jay. Laptops up, laptops down. He loves it. Sorry, I'm just going to say. Um, just to end it with a bit of the old uh, call to action. Call to action. Go on then. Go on then. Action. And action. Don't forget as well, as Joe was mentioning earlier, to visit uh, in the link. Uh, the link's in the description, sorry, expressvpn.com slash extra. Also, www.beer52.com forward slash devils. Get your free case of eight beers. Thank you very much for listening. See you in a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network.